Hello, Podlings. Hi, Podlings. Today we're going to talk about another really fucking epic designer. Yeah. His name's Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, as simple as that intro sounds, he is fucking epic in the Star yeah. Wars universe. And not just like in, well, it is my opinion, yeah. but he is pretty, pretty huge. Yeah, you've probably heard of his name or seen him, but yeah. I mean, Don't I personally didn't realize how big he was, how big he was, how his importance and yeah. how close, I, I don't think close, but almost sounded like we might have not have had him for the Mandalorian and stuff. I know. Unless it was for our boy Favreau fighting for him. Favreau. Enjoy. Enjoy. Podlings. Podlings. In my adventures of finding Vicky Strand, which we talked about, who's the Hasbro yes. queen yep. of Star Wars, I had also ran into this other guy who I wanted to do an episode on. I recently did a little bit more research on him, and he's pretty fucking cool. Cool. Pretty magic, I think, in the Star Wars universe. Damn. Yeah. He is a VFX artist. Okay. And then now became like, <laughs> I know. You should actually talk about <laughs> What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I actually don't talk about any of his VFX. <laughs> Save that for another episode. <laughs> He's also like become, uh, you know, like the creative director for Star Wars, for Lucasfilms, all of these things. He's become very high up. Yeah. Literally still the head of the art direction for Lucasfilms. What, what was his name? Doug Chang. Yeah. So he's award-winning artist and production. Dougie boy. Designer. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised we haven't already had a. I feel like he's definitely been intertwined with most concept design stuff that we've talked about. Yeah, he's just never been. He might have been mentioned in like a quote. Yeah. Or we've hear, heard him talk in a bite that we've had. But yeah, we haven't done an episode about him. That's no, crazy. I think part of it too might be like a bias against Disney. Yeah. Because right. for a minute I just stayed away from I mean, we tend to navigate towards people who did stuff for the prequels and people who did stuff for the original trilogy. Yes. And then of course exceptions to like Mandalorian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, when I had first researched him, I had thought he was in the sequel stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah no, we'll, I'm not we'll really get to it when we run out of interested, yeah, <laughs> interested in fluffing on about, yeah, you yeah. know. But it's actually not true. George Lucas picked him, handpicked him originally. Not in the original trilogy, but in, he worked across all of the prequels. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then um, left Star Wars to start his own studio. Was yeah, successful, right. went to other companies as well, super successful, and then came back in Disney era, I think in 2013. And that was intentional by John Favreau because he said yeah, that it was a link to George Lucas's Star Wars and, and how it links mm. will make more sense when I talk about it. But I think that it's part of the reason why people love some of the new shit coming out. Definitely. Right, right. It's, it's like him. He, he's, he, he works the, very closely with, with George. George. And, yeah. He did all of it. Really fucking cool, but he's worked on really big shit. The biggest being... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pee-wee's <Star> <laughs> Playhouse. <laughs> hey. I was like, how did he get there to go to Star Wars? I'm not sure. But he worked on Terminator, uh, The Mask, Forrest Gump. Like, Bam, heaps right. of big shit. Lots of iconic 90s and 2000s yes. by the sounds of it. Totally. Yeah. A lot of other stuff, too. He won a ton of awards, like, well-known in the industry, well-known within Star Wars. Yeah, he is the production designer for The Mandalorian. 
Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, everything that's coming out is all him. He refers to Star Wars as a historical drama. All right. Because, and when he had started with George Lucas, he thought he was coming in to, like, completely create new things. And Mm -hmm. George Lucas was like, sit down. Settle down. Yeah. We actually take inspiration from literally all different random things in history, which is something that we talk about all the time. The different yes. areas of war, the different cultures, and yep. like that's what makes Star Wars like for him. This is what he says: it's like that. It that's what makes Star Wars so like magical is that right. it's like blending these cultures and eras um, and yeah identities and keeping it grounded and keeping it grounded yeah. yeah in real life. Yep. So he said eighty percent of it is historical drama, twenty percent of it is the special Star Wars stuff. Interesting. That's yeah. the ratio, hey? That's his ratio. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Because he thought he was going to come in and, like, you're going to create all this wild yeah, shit, yeah, like yeah, yeah. concept art, you know? Yeah. And in reality, it's like, no, no, no. We're going to take a car we already have. <laughs> we're going to make it a speeder. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. But he was like, this is also is why it's so relatable. Like, right. this epic Star Wars story is so relatable is because it's all real shit. Yes. You know, that it's believable. It's and I think, yeah, tangible. That, that's a big part of it too. It's like, even if you don't realize it is. Yeah. As well. No, that's part of it. Yeah. So cool. He goes into a story, so I listened to this, like, he does this whole episode on just like talking about what he does and what he likes about Star Wars. So what he refers to in this episode is in The Mandalorian... Chapter 13, it's called The Jedi. Um, it's when... Plo Koon <laughs> No. Oh. It's when he goes to that town and then they go inside. He's like walking around, Mando is, and then he goes inside to meet with the chick to learn about the Jedi. He goes inside. I don't know what the fuck her name is. He goes inside her like little palace mm. and I think she's the one who gives him the, um, the spear. Yeah. The Beskar Spear. Yeah. And she tells them about a Jedi. And why... What do they call Grogu? Like, they call, like, the unit the, or the, the... child. No. They call him the asset or something. Oh, they call him, like, something... Something very, um... Like, object Corporate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> asset or whatever. Why he's so important. Right. Or not even he. Why the asset is important. <laughs> and, you know, to be fucking captured. He talks about that scene. And why it was so big to him. I don't know. I think it's just the way he was like sort of working out how he does things. So I didn't even notice this, to be honest, until I rewatched it with him like chatting over it. So before he gets to the gates of this thing, they're just in like a ravaged forest. Yeah. That's all burnt. That's actually Northern California. And it's like right after there were really bad forest fires. There's forest fires all the time in California. And so they went and filmed in uh, in one of those locations. And then built... Like this whole thing, like, and that's what he said. Like, like we built the whole, not in Northern California, but they built, they built the whole set. And that was part of it. It was like, it's not like you're just building like on a sitcom. You're not just building half a room. Yeah. It's like we built alleyways and you have to build it so in depth. We're not doing this half-assed. It's like, we're actually building like a little city. It's not being shot. Yeah. On one angle. No. Yeah. We're doing it all. And so then this is quite a short scene. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and we built like alleyways because what we needed to show was first of all, this like desolate forest Mm. and this massive wall that lets you in. And he's like, 
he loved that they they he purposely wanted all the walls to be at angles create some sort of it's just like a statement speak and it like sets people up like everything's bad like these angles and stuff and he gets into the walls and then he he like wanders around and everyone he's like we needed to show like generational poverty like through these alleyways and stuff so we did everything we could to create that scene generational poverty and then you get into her little section and he's like and then you walk into this like beautiful japanese garden Mm. it's the only it's the first time you see color (laughs) yeah in the scene and um and it's beautiful and it's green when all of the, everything outside is dead. And he was like saying how important that is. And like, it's like he sets all of this and creates all of it to make it very tangible. Yeah. Very real and like have a huge purpose, even though you're not seeing it. He's like, it's not something that you actually see. It's something you feel. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I love that. And that's, that's, I guess, yeah, he's the reason why so much of Star Wars is so nice to look at. Yes. But I just liked that, that he went into a lot of depth about this scene because he's mm. like explaining what he does. And he does that. Yeah. There's concept art and there's the people who make the buildings and there's people who do that the things like he CG, needs to make it all. As well, yeah. And well like costumes and picking actors and But he's just sort of like he has to make it like a world. A world. Yeah. He has to make the Star Wars and world. how pieces connect yes. and make sense together. And makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh this is really cool. That's a cool role. And it's a very that. small scene. I was yeah. like I actually when I saw this and I was like, I definitely have seen this. But it wasn't like yeah, super important, I think, to the No whole shebang. But it's one of those things too with Star Wars especially, like the the detail. Yeah. That's what he the details are loves. important. It's like it's so. That's, yeah. well, that's what he loved was the world of Star the world Wars, building. not yeah. not the smaller stuff. It was the the big shit, you know. Interesting and connecting it all. And I was like, that's fucking epic. I love that. And so that's why John Favreau was like, this is this is who we need yeah. to make it Star Wars. And he called it like a uh, an elusive ingredient that um, <laughs> Doug Chang has. Is this yeah. like elusive ingredient that makes it Star Wars quality? And they don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Yeah, it's That's like fucking cool. Yeah, because it's a feeling. Hey, like yeah, it, it's something. It's, it's it's yeah, it's something beyond. Because like, it's a, it's just like a poor little community, whatever. But you still have to make this like otherworldly. Yes. Yeah. And not like in a cringe way. Like how are how is that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> to make it, yeah. You can't just put aliens again, in a again, city. Exactly, yeah. like to make it grounded. That's yeah. that's the thing. And anyway. that's what he said when he was making ships and stuff. So he was like, yeah, we would take real cars and stuff and it would be simply rounding out a corner. Yeah. Or like something very small, like very small to yeah, make yeah. it o- otherly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, it was fucking cool. John Favreau says though, he has like a little thing. We try to make sure that Doug gets to have a meaningful say and contribution over everything that gets created by Lucasfilm in relation to Star Wars. Filmmakers and production designers find that he's a great collaborator. He's never looking to do anything but stroke the fires of inspiration that they are bringing. But he's also steering them clear of aesthetic that might make it feel less authentic to a very engaged fan base. That's cool. His job is fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big Especially responsibility too. With Disney's shenanigans, you yeah. know? Like, you have to tread lightly. And he's also, but he's also the kind of guy that you kind of just have to let him do what he does. You gotta let him go. Otherwise, and I think that was something that I found cool. Like, Yeah, and I think it sounded very, very important that Favreau was involved and was like, No, nah, he said this, this is guy. what, he said, yeah, like, this is what's going to tie us back to George Lucas. Yeah. Like, the, this is the person we need yeah. to tie Disney to Star Wars Star outside Wars. of animations to make it Star Wars. Yeah. So he needed to be involved in all of them, and he is involved in all of the live actions. Mm. And I even think that when we think of Boba Fett, too, I didn't love the storyline. Mm. 
It's beautiful. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I would never have... I don't have anything bad to say about, <laughs> yeah. about any of that. It's the stories that bother me. Yeah, it's, that's it's it. It's not what he's doing. You know what I mean? And I even think like, oh, oh but those... How did I feel about those films? And it's right. like, I actually had no issue with the world. <laughs> yeah, you can't really... I didn't have an issue anything. with the yeah. world. Yeah, it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, like you don't... Yeah, like you, you see other, like other sci-fi and you definitely feel that. Yeah, sometimes it's cheesy. Definitely, you feel that cheesiness. I mean, the f- first one that's like the ultimate, the opposite spectrum of Star Wars is Doctor Who. Yeah. It's just like, this is horrifically bad. But you know what I mean? Like, if you ever watched Doctor Who, it's just like the worst prosthetic, like, because it's so yeah. low budget. It's like the worst prosthetic. Yeah. It's like, I guess I'll just suspend my disbelief, whatever. I'll just. I like the story. I won't go over the fact that this is. Exactly. Like, but. Cheesy. Yeah, like, you're right. It's. That's one thing that they have really consistently done well and haven't fucked up in any way is that, is the, the world building, the, the making it feel like Star Doug, Wars. Doug is it doing does. his job, okay. <laughs> See that, yeah, even with the sequels, like, there was a slightly different vibe, but just The Force Awakens especially, like, it's just still feeling like Star Wars. Yeah, 100%, all of them. Yeah. Everything that he had, because he was a head of production at that time too. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Epic. And what ironically made him like famous in Star Wars is and like what got his name sort of <laughs> not not for hardcore fans, right, but right, just right. for like just everyone. More universally yeah, more yeah. universally is the end credits of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett because he did a lot of the concept art for both of those things. And then that's how he became famous, ironically, when he's doing, like, much bigger shit (laughs) than the concept art. Yeah, that's funny. Like, we're going to segue from concept to concept. Um, So, yeah, this Mandalorian book, like, his quotes and Mm. what he has to say about everything is scattered throughout this. And most often than not, whenever I was researching stuff to do with a Mandalorian episode or a Book of Boba Fett episode, he would usually be... Or even the prequels. He would usually be the one that's, like, talking. It's really cool. And he's so... He's actually really nice to listen to. Yeah, he's nice. He's calm, very, like, articulate. He's not... Like, in even that quote by Favreau, it's like that he didn't want to work with people for his own right. push-up. It was like, to how do I inspire other designers to yeah. to to go out of their bounds, you know what I mean? And to create really cool shit. Yeah. And it's like, how do you... Or, like, let their shit shine. Yeah. Which I think is um, really fucking magic in a lot of industries, it but is. definitely in the creative industry, because a lot of the times it's like, it's mine, it's my credit, it's me. Yeah, when, but they're going, like, above... Yeah. They're going above... Like that ego, yeah. To be like, like this no, is this is our above us, you know. This is magic, yeah. It's cool. It's, it's really cool. cool. I'd never, I so I knew of him. Yeah. Knew he did had a big part, but didn't know it was that big of a part. I didn't realize he was like He's in charge. Head. And, yeah. <laughs> All of the that. decisions. That's awesome. He'll have been involved in in some shape or form, you know. That's so one cool. way or another. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. Which makes a lot of sense why he's in all of this stuff. He's the fucking... Yeah. It's across all of it. Dougie boy. Really cool. Love you, Doug. It's cool, actually, and that makes me excited for the Ahsoka series. Mm. Because just you talking about that episode where, you know... Yeah, well, yeah. The Ahsoka ends up... Spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just makes me really excited for the set design of that show. Me too. And I guess, you know, all the shows yeah. like Andor's fucking incredible right now. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. I won't say if it's good or bad, but the set design's great, as usual. <laughs> Could have guessed, not that I know, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Good old 
Doug. Dougie boy. What a cool guy. It makes me want to go watch, and I imagine he has a lot to do with that new documentary series on the visual effects stuff. You know, the light and magic or whatever it's he called. He did, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. involved in that. Yeah, he loved it. He recently on Disney Plus, but oh, it was like oh. in the 70s and they did like a lot of behind the scenes stuff and the creating of the originals and stuff. Do you remember what that was called? Was it Under the Helmet? Under the Helmet was for the Book of Boba Fett. Um, he says that he had gotten into, obviously he loved Star Wars as a kid. He like conned his brother into taking him to the movie theater so that, <laughs> so that he would drop him off at the movie theaters or whatever. Yeah. But he said what really got him into this career was that because he loved Star Wars so much, just right. as a fan, as yeah. a like, little boy. He saw these behind the scenes videos and like this documentary thing that came out after the original trilogy. And it was like behind the scenes of how they made everything. And he was like, this is it, this Final is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to do this. I love and then that. literally does that. Next minute, yeah. yeah. Comes like basically, you know, up there with George. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> crazy. That was just so cool. Oh, epic. Yeah. What a cool guy. What a cool, what a cool guy. Yeah. Anyways, let's do Let us know what you guys think at Polly's Podcast on Instagram. Yep. It's probably the best way to DM us, I think. Yep. Um, and you can also, you know, wherever you listen to us from, come on. Give us, come on. Give us, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a recommend, give us a... Anyways, um... <laughs> At Podlings Podcast, we drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, next Tuesday or Thursday, guys. Have a good fucking week, eh? Bye. Bye.